on the topic, and, and I wanted to go ahead and make sure that you knew that I didn't forget that my wife was going to minister today. <laughs> Remember I told you last week she was going to minister today? Well, that's the way I thought it was going to happen. And then, <clears throat> then I only got one point of our message across, and I really need to bring conclusion to this message on praise and worship, which you can never conclude a message. But anyway, we're talking about the power of personal praise and worship. My wife will be up in a couple weeks or so. But why, why do we praise and worship God? How, how does praise and worship, how is it a key for me to overcoming anything I might be facing right now? You said, I'm not really into that praising God stuff. I, I remember a time I wasn't either. And then I found out from the Word of God, you know, why we praise and the why behind the what and what we do. But the Word says in Psalm 22 and verse 3 should be an amazing reason why we worship God. Something begins to happen. When we thank and praise God, the healing power of God is working in our midst, right? He begins to share with you direction. I, I mean, I was just minding my own business, and, and I saw those beams, and I knew there was healing in the house this morning. But why? Psalm 22, verse 3 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. How many want the presence of God in your life? Well, it's going to require us, well, it's a privilege for us to be praisers and just thanking God. Because we believe we received this morning, you don't ask God for your healing again. You just thank God till it shows up. What things whoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Stay in faith. Keep, keep hold of the healing word. Then Psalm 46 verse 1 and verse 5 says, God is our refuge and God is our strength. And listen, love this. He's not just sitting back you know, watching us suffer. When we get him involved in our life, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Thank God with God's help. We will not be moved by circumstances. We will not be moved by doctor's report. We will not be moved by these things. I thank God. We, we are just believing God and trusting him. And God is in her, her midst and she shall not be moved. God shall help her. I like this. And that right early. This sort of sounds, you know, like country or something. That right early. You know, it's just, I thank God he didn't say that, that the very last second. Or it's going to take a long time. You know, according to faith, faith is now. So we believe it's done now. So, so you know, don't worry about how long or how short of the period of time it is before it, you know, manifests. I like this quote by Chuck Pierce. It says, praise causes the presence of the Lord to come into our midst even though God is omniscient, he manifests his authority and true rulership in our environment when we praise him. Praise and worship is so, so vitally important. I would encourage you to get here when you get here so you can enjoy that praise and worship and, it, and uh, we can have the presence of God come in and help us. But when we praise God or when we praise, God comes in and leads us forth, gives us direction. He does not just visit us, but he abides and aligns himself with us to walk with us into his way of escape. He doesn't just give us a way of escape. He walks with us to help us go through that way of escape. The word says, God would not suffer us to go through anything beyond what you are able, but with, with the attack or with the temptation, he always makes that way of escape, right? And I'm telling you what, sometimes if you just keep, get your eyes off the problem and praising God on the answer, then sometimes, it, I can't explain it, 
I, I can't explain it, but all of a sudden God will just bring you direction from your spirit where the Holy Spirit is. It comes to our mind. A direction or whether I should take a job or not. Or, and by the way, we're getting testimonies of that time my wife and I recently prayed for jobs and better jobs in the triad. Praise God. There's never, not one time have I prayed for somebody that didn't get a job. You say, well, pray for me, Pastor Gong. Anybody need a good job? You're not on camera, so don't worry about it. Uh, anybody need, I'm, I'm ready, I mean, I'm ready to get you a job right now. All right, do you, you want a better job? All right, well, come on, you have cook up with me right now. Father, in Jesus' name, like I've done times past, because of your help and your glory, Father, I ask you, and we agree, ask with me, and we agree on earth as touching anything that we ask, I ask you to get them that job that is right for them right now. No matter how many applications are going, Father, I believe for the favor and the blessing of God upon their life. Anybody looking online that's believing for jobs and better jobs, in Jesus' name, I believe I receive it with you right now. In Jesus' name, we have it. And I ask you, God, to give them uh, direction as to where they need to go, as where they need to apply. And Father, in Jesus' name, we believe we receive it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank God for your job right now. It's going to come, so you let us know when it comes. It's not a maybe thing. It's going to happen. That's with you online viewers. You go ahead and, um, you go ahead and text us or, or leave a message online where um, you can let us know that you got your job. Well, I got my contraption here, too. All right. So that was number one, and that was sort of what we covered last week in, in a lot more detail. So you can go back online and, and watch it. Number two, praising God. First of all, what was number one? Why should we praise God when we face anything? Because something begins to happen when we thank and praise God. You remember Oral Roberts used to say, something is going to happen to you today. Come on, we've already had something good happen to us today, Right? And we expect that every time we come to this house. We expect it as we walk out of this place. Psalm 8, 2, the second point today is praising God shuts down the turmoil in our mind. Because we're going to have to make a decision. What am I going to think on, the problem or am I going to think on the answer? If I think on the problem, there's going to be worry, there's going to be anxiety, there's going to be stress. I'm not saying to ignore the problem, but when we go to the Word of God with His promise, then we have God that we can magnify in this situation. We have His Word. We can magnify in that situation. We can praise God over His Word, and we know that He's bringing the past what we believe Him for. Psalm 8, 2 says, You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Now, other translations say it like this. The Knox translation says, Thou hast made the lips of children of infants at thy breast, vocal with praise. Vocal with praise to do what? To confound thine enemies, to silence malicious and revengeful tongues. What does that mean? That means that when we praise and worship God, whatever, whatever negative, foul thought that's coming against your life, he's turning it around. God is turning around for good. And when we praise God, the enemy perishes and falls back at the presence of God. You just, basically, you shut the devil up. He is a liar. He's the father of all lies. When you see something contrary to the word of God trying to come to your thought life, know it right now, it is not of God. It is of the devil, and he is defeated, and we have the truth, and that truth sets us free. Say it with me. God is good. The devil is bad. God's thoughts are good. 
in line with his word? The devil's just a... I don't even know what I was going to say. But I know... It, huh? I meant to say he's a liar, but I said he's on fire or something. <laughs> That's true too, isn't it? Then anyway... Another translation says, out of the mouth of babes, of infants at the breast, thou hast rebuked the enemy. When you praise God, you rebuke the enemy, rebuke the mighty, silencing enmity and vengeance to teach thy foes a lesson. When you're praising and worshiping God, when you, listen, when you leave this place, you just saw how to praise and worship God. And you do that in your car, you do it in your house, you just praise God and thank Him for the answer. And that means God is what He's obligated to watch over His Word to perform it. Thank God He does. That word, still the enemy, what we read in a couple scriptures, it means to cause, to make the cease, to fail, to put away, to put down, to make to, make to rest, to rid and to take away all those negative thoughts. You, one, a big thing that I learned some time ago, some years ago, is that I can control what I think about. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you're going to need to cast down imaginations with the name of Jesus, with the praises of God, with the authority of the believer, with being empowered by the Holy Spirit, with the grace of God and the strength of God. And you say, devil, you're a liar. Get out of here. I praise you, God. I just praise you. If he's been bugging you, he's been coming hard against you, come on, what are we going to do? We're going to praise God. That's what we're going to do. I said, that's what we're going to do because it silences him. He's real, but he's real defeated. Jesus defeated him. He spoiled principalities and powers, and he made a show of him openly. But the enemy, he's a rebel, and he tries to get us to think negative things so we don't enjoy the blessings of God and all that God wrought for us in redemption. Psalm 9.3 says, When mine enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. You know, that's why one of the reasons why we need the presence of God in our life. In our homes, not just church. It's a daily thing. When, I get in, when, I, when we get up in the morning, we put on word. Uh, or we might just have a, more of a silent morning, but we're praying. Uh, and and uh, when I get in my car, I'll put something good on. 99.5. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Sorry about that. Anybody listen to that too? All right. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. But anyway, I, um, I praise God too and... I do pay attention while I praise God and I drive at the same time. That's a miracle for a man, but I can do it. Bill Winston said, praise is much more than music. It is a powerful spiritual weapon, warfare. It's a tool of God. You know, the praise team sings sometimes, this is how I fight my battles. We're, I mean, we're just praising God, this is how I fight my battles. And God never meant for you to fight your battles alone. Praise will shift the battle from you to God. Praise gives you strength, and praise stops Satan in his tracks. He is defeated. Say with me, devil, you're defeated. You will not harass me anymore. 
Right now, you just praise God with me. Right now, Father, I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. I exalt your word. I exalt your presence. Oh, I worship you. I worship your name. Your name is holy. Your name is powerful. In Jesus' name, my mind is free from any negativity and any foul lie of the enemy. I praise you, God. Why am I stopping doing things periodically? Because this is how we do it. That's how we fight our battles. Romans 8, 31 says, and 31, 35, 37. That's pretty cool. It sort of rhymed. Say it with me, 31, 35, 37. All right. So what then shall we say to all this? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering, say no, affliction, tribulation, Calamity, distress, persecution, hunger, destitute, peril, the sword? No. The Word says, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors. And again, a, we, again, a surpassing victory through Him who loved us. That was number two. So why praise God? What was number one? Because something begins to happen when we thank and praise God. Number two, because praise shuts down the turmoil in our mind. And number three, worship, praise, and thanksgiving is the language of faith. If you're believing God for something, you're going to be praising God for that thing. You're going to be thanking God for that thing. Remember, it's the password of heaven to get into His presence. Psalm 100 says. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You might say, I'm probably one of the most, uh, I mean, I'm probably the worst worrier in this house today. Well, that means you're going to become the highest praiser. If you want it to turn around, I mean, praise God for yourself. Praise God for what's going on here, you know, for the answer, for what God has given you in His Word. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank God for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which extends anything, exceeds anything. We can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. You live in Christ Jesus. In Mark eleven twenty four, 24, I already quoted it. Can we quote it together? Let's go together. Ready? One, two, three, read. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, how's it have to be? In accordance with His will... Believe with confident trust that you have received them and they shall be given to you. Don't worry about timetables. Let that be up to God. Now faith is. Whatever you believe in God for, you have it now. Now. Faith is right now. Don't get your eyes on how long it's taken. Just believe that it's going to happen at the right time, the right place. God, God, God wants us to have what... He has in His Word for us more than we want to have it. Because He's loving, like you said, Michael. He's a loving, faithful God. So if, if we believe we receive and believe God is bringing it to pass, we would thank and praise God. Come on, let's do an illustrative service today. How many believe you receive healing today? 
Let's take a praise break. Say, oh, Father, I praise you that by your stripes I'm healed. I thank you that your word says you took my infirmities. You bear my sicknesses. With your stripes I am healed. The healing power of God is working mightily in my mind, my will, my emotions, my body right now. Working a cure. Every cell in my body is filled with life, health, and strength. We thank you. We praise you for it, God. Amen. Because you believe you receive when you pray, there has to be an expression of faith. And praise and thanksgiving and worship before God. It is a sign that you are in faith. It's evidence. 1 John 5, 14. I love this scripture. In the Amplified it says, And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask anything according to His will, make any request according to His will, in alignment or agreement with His plan, He listens to and hears us. And if since we positively know he listens to us, we know he does if we bring his word to him, whatever we ask, we also know with what settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us as our present possession, the request made of him. Thank God. I'm just going to take a praise moment. Thank you, God. There's things I've been believing you, and I have trusted you. I trust you. I believe I have received it. I'm expecting it to happen on your timetable. When it's right. That's right. Say with me, I have it now. St. Augustine said, faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of faith is to see what you believe. Martin Luther King said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Take that step. If you believe you heard from God in a particular area, follow him softly. Don't barge into direction. You take that step. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And so take one step at a time and you'll be on that way of escape. You'll be on that way of direction and purpose in your life. Andrew Womack says, praise, praise isn't like the caboose that just follows what happens. Praise is more like the engine of a train that makes things happen. Thank God. That's why this Thanksgiving message turned into a series, because I'm always reminded, come on now, i got to get caught up on my praise. i got to get caught, on my, caught up on my worship. How about you? We're going to do it, aren't we? In Hebrews 10.36, the Bible says, for you have need of patience. Oh, great. That's a great scripture. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God, but we have faith and then patience is a for, force that enables us to wait and, and uh, pass the test of time. It's strength, and it's on the inside of you. If you're born again, if you're saved, God placed his patience on the inside of you. The word patience in the Greek means, and this is from Rick Renner, it means, listen, when you're believing God, it means when you have faith, you need to also have patience so the will of God can't be done and you receive the promise. Faith and patience, it's the resolute decision that you will receive what you desire and that you will not be moved by any situation until you receive your answer. It is to be immovable until the thing prayed for is manifested. Come on, that's why praise is the language of faith. Thanksgiving is the language of faith. <clears throat> Remember in Acts when Paul and Silas were locked up in prison? Remember that in the book of Acts? I believe it's Acts 16. Things looked really bad. 
Most people would have considered all the ways they'd served God and say, God, I've served you and I've done this and I've done that. I've done this, wondering how this could possibly, how they could possibly deserve what, what is happening. Well, first of all, if it's bad, it's not from God. And the answer to a thousand questions would be uh, the, the devil who tries to bring bad things in our life, but God, he's faithful. God is for us. He's not against us. He's going to see us through. But instead, Paul and Silas, they didn't do that. They didn't complain. What did they do? In uh, Acts 16, 25, it says, they were praying and singing hymns to God. Remember, praise makes things happen. And the result of their praise was all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Chains come loose when we praise and thank God. Strongholds in our minds are broken when we, when we praise and give thanks to God. Because when God shows up, His presence shows up, and the anointing shows up, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God shows up. Why? Because the power of praise and thanksgiving to God, praise and worship gets results. Say it with me, I'm a praiser now. Yes, I am. I'm a praiser. When you're standing in faith and things start to look opposite of what you're believing for, keep praise of God and His Word on your lips. Continue to praise Him. Continue to praise Him. Continue to praise Him for the answer. You might see nothing in your life manifest right now, but you have the foundation of God's Word to look at and to believe you receive in your heart. No matter what's been taken away from your life, God will restore it sevenfold. He'll give double for our trouble. Don't be moved by circumstances. Just keep your eyes on God's word and praise and thank him that the mountain in front of you is moved. Darlene, check again. She said this. It's worth repeating, but listen, praise is a declaration. Come on, this is how I fight my battles. It's a victory cry. Praise is a victory cry, proclaiming faith to stand firm in the place God has given you. Praise is a proclamation that the enemy's intent to plunder you will, will not rock you. Praise declares that you will not be moved by the enemy's attempt to snatch you away. I'm so thankful we learned how we can get the enemy off our back, praising and thanking God and turning to him and use your authority of the believer you have been given the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus, whichever knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. I use the name of Jesus a lot. If you forgot everything else to say, remember that song? Say the name. Say the name. When something happens quickly, you use Jesus. You don't have to be all theological. You just help me, Jesus. Help me, Father God. I already prayed for you guys to be filled with the Holy Spirit today, refilled. Come on, how many are receiving refilling of the Holy Spirit, retanking? And, and <clears throat> the Word builds us up, gives us an inheritance. The Holy Spirit strengthens us and gives us resolve. And number four, it's the final point, but I've got some things to share with you. Give me a few moments. How about give me a few moments? You know that one, right? Because I got plenty of time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Did you get that? Never mind. 
Second Chronicles is where we're going to go to now in verse 20, chapter 20, excuse me. We're going to read quite a bit here, so just follow me as I follow the Lord and what He's given me on these words. Number four, what are you going through or what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you desperately need God to show up? We already have the answer. We're going to praise and worship God. But there's, there's a great illustration in Second Chronicles that, that talks about this. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meunites declared war on Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. And messengers who came with words, you know, messengers came with words, came and told Jehoshaphat, there's all kinds of armies insurmountable uh, that's coming against you. A vast army from Edom is marching, mar- marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already in Hazan Tamar. Come on now, if, if you found out three, three armies were coming against you, would you be troubled? Would you be tempted to fear when there's an onslaught just coming against your life? Fear is a temptation, but remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We've got to stand against the spirit of fear. We have to stand against the spirit of doubt. When any kind of doubt comes to your mind, you rebuke that thing with the name of Jesus and the word of God. They had to get a hold of their thought life because if, if all they did was stare at all the armies, all innumerable amount of armies coming against you, if all you did was focus on that, the problem would keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But when we, when we focus on God and, oh, magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord. Don't magnify the problem. Magnify him in your thought life. Magnify him in your praise. Magnify him in things around us. All the enemy's attacks will get smaller. <clears throat> Whatever you magnify will get bigger. Be careful how you think. Got to get a hold of our thought life. Proverbs 4.23 says, be very careful about what you think. Because your thoughts run your life. Your thoughts run your life. Isaiah 26.3, though, says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Let's get back to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat's reaction to these enemies coming, he was terrified. I'm not saying you don't feel these things. I'm not saying that there's not pressure ever coming against your life, or anxiety, or fear, or or stress. I'm not saying that. It will come against your life. And I'm not even a prophet. I know it does. It comes to all of us. But we all can be praisers. We all know our, we can see a way of escape here now. Jehoshaphat's reaction, he was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for his guidance. He also, good leader here, when, when there's going, is a major problem going on here, he ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. When you get everybody, you talk to everybody, listen, there's a bunch of enemies that are coming against us. We need to seek God. We need to turn over that plate a little bit. You know you're serious with God when you, when you put up your Twinkies. I don't know if they exist anymore. Do they exist? How many like Twinkies? All right, I see some hands out there. Um, he ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all over the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new 
courtyard at the temple of the Lord. And he prayed. The leader prayed out in public, Oh, Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who's in heaven. You are the ruler. He was exalting God. Come on, he's exalting God. You are a ruler of all the kingdoms of, of the earth. You are powerful. You are mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, this is getting personal now. Did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people of Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? It's good to bring God into remembrance of his word. That's what's happening right now. Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. And they said, whenever you're faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, famine, we can come and stand in your presence. Come on, what brings the presence of God in our midst? Praising God, thanking God, exalting God, magnifying God. Hallelujah. We come before you to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and you will rescue us that's what you said God verse 12 oh our God won't you stop them now we are powerless against this mighty army that's about to attack us too many are coming against us we do not know even what to do but come on what I've been talking about but we are looking to you for help God oh thank but God we are looking to you for help all this men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children. I'm telling you what, I, I respect you parents for bringing your kids to church. And as we begin to have in the first part of the year, we're looking at uh, opening up our children's church again, but we're doing it very deliberately and we're going to make sure we do it right. But I tell you what, one of the best things you could ever do for your kid's life is keep them in church and keep them even before, even sometimes you, you're leading your family in prayer and, and when no, everybody else got busy schedules, you're there re reading the word and, and you're setting an example. Your kids will have something special upon their life when you do that as compared to when you don't. Children's church, it's amazing. It's not like the flannel graph stuff I had when I came up. The best thing about that class was I got an oatmeal raisin cookie. It was so boring. Man, we got all kinds of technology back there and fun stuff relevant to kids that, uh, that they can enjoy. So all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, with their wives and their children, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, and this is what he said. He was speaking, God had placed something on his heart. He said, listen, all you people of Judah, all you people of Harvest and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. There's healing in his wings today. You remember when that happened? That's not what that says. If God places things on my heart, my, my wife's heart, listen, there's certain things that God's on this morning. Well, here, <clears throat> this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but is God's. You do your part. There's a Godward part and a manward part to every victory. We do what we can do. God does what we can't do. <clears throat> I'm learning how to cough in my arm. When God speaks, it brings light, life, encouragement, peace, 
joy, not fear. God's word sometimes comes with instructions. We can see this in verse 16. Tomorrow, God gave Jehoshaphat instruction, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17 says, but you will not need to fight. Take your positions, stand still, and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O king, O people of Jerusalem, Judea. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. You know, when you have hundreds of thousands of troops coming your way, and you know they're coming, then God gives you a word. Look to me. I'm with you. Go out against them. I'm going to bring you victory. You've got a choice to think about all the problems coming against you or the answers to the problem. Every poison has an antidote. It has in the Word of God and by the Spirit of God, He can speak into your heart. Then keep Jehoshaphat, he bowed. No, I didn't. I skipped something. King Jehoshaphat had a choice to make, like I just said. You had a choice to fear or choice to be in faith. James Bell said, fear is an insidious virus. Given breeding place in our minds, it will eat away our spirit and block the forward path of our endeavors. You cannot live in a spirit of fear. You've got to deal with it. You've got to rebuke that spirit of fear. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. He honored God in that word. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohathite and the Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. There's sometimes there's going to be more demonstrative type of praise and worship. Other times, it's not so. Sometimes it'll lead into a worship. Whatever way God wants us to praise Him, we're going to do it, right? So early in the morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah, Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in His prophets, and you shall succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. <laughs> How would you like to be on the praise team now? I mean, hey, I'm sending you out. Praise team, go ahead. Go out in front of those hundreds of thousands of enemy, and you go ahead. You, you lead us. <laughs> I said, um, I'm feeling led to um, change my position. <clears throat> he sent the singers to walk ahead of them. Singing the Lord and praising Him. Why? Because praise brings God on the scene. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful and love endures forever. It took faith to praise, praise God right in the face of the enemy. Come on, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. They had to turn their attention away from the problem and on to the answer and instructions. Can anyone sing that? This is how we fight our battles. Can you do that one? Or the first song you sang is even good. Get the praise team ready. Let's go. Let's roll. Come on. Don't just sit there. Praise team. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to praise our way out of here today. Is that all right with you? That first song was really good too. So you make up your mind. Whatever you want. But I thank God. We, we need to get used to this. 
If we focus on the problem, we will magnify the problem. If we focus on God, we will magnify Him. Whatever you magnify will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord. How? At all times. His praise shall what? Continue to be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all of my fears. Second Chronicle 20 Verse 22, it says, at the moment, at the very moment, at the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. At the very moment. In other words, right when they began to sing and praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir to start fighting against themselves. They were just spectators. They, didn't, they didn't, weren't even seeing what was going on right now. But right before, they're thinking hundreds of thousands of army coming against us. But right then... God had a plan. They were praising God, and God caused them to turn against themselves. Then the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against the allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. But listen, nothing. Everybody say nothing. Come on, say nothing. Now say it one more time like you mean it. Nothing happened until they acted on God's instructions. Faith is simply acting on the Word of God. And faith, praise is the language of faith. Verse 24, so when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. They didn't have to fight that battle. But what did they send out before they were getting ready to fight their battle? They sent out praise. This is how I fight my battles. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. There were spoils of war. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder, so much spoils of war, so much that it took them three days to collect it all. <laughs> that means something good's going to happen once you win this victory. Whatever you're facing right now, some, some increase is coming your way. Good things are coming your way. Some spoils of war. When you win a victory, something good begins to happen in your life. It took them three days. I love it. On the fourth day, they gathered. They didn't forget God had just given them a great victory like sometimes we can. God did something amazing for us. Isn't it amazing how we forget that? Just move on. Man, God has been good to me. God has helped me win, win every kind of battle you can imagine that I've faced in life. And he's helped you too, hasn't he? Now, if we don't move our mouth in praise, we won't move our mountain that's coming against us. That's how important that is. And all the men returned to Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat leading them. Guess what? They were, they were joy. They were filled with joy that the Lord had given them the victory over their enemies. Guess what they did? They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps and lyres and trumpets. And, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord when the, all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the armies of Israel. Fear of God came upon them. You might, you might get people talking about harvest saying, they praise God pretty demonstratively there. They, 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 you know, they do things different than we do. Listen, that's what it takes for me. 
I'm not worried about what anybody else is saying. And Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace. For his God had given him the rest on every side. So what has God promised you concerning your situation? Are you praising him about it? Are you praising him for the answer? Do you have what the word of God has to say about your situation? The devil will try to come and pull you away like to get you to be a loner, get you on an island so he can pounce on you. No, get amongst us. Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. There's some viewing online because you're not comfortable coming back yet, but I thank God. Let's thank God for that vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine. Father, thank you. Thank you for that COVID vaccine. Thank you for natural, the natural and the supernatural working together. Father, we thank you that COVID-19 will look back on it and we'll, we'll have gone through a whole year of something. But God, I thank you in Jesus' name for always bringing us through. There's always strength when we corporately meet together and predators don't attack the herd. They attack the isolated. I'm going to stay amongst my company. We put up resistance through the expression of faith. God gives us instructions by God's word and by the Holy Spirit. When we follow, God watches over his word to perform it. Don't forget to praise him for what he has done. So this whole series is wrapped up. Why do we praise and worship God? It's a key to overcoming in life because something begins to happen when we praise Him. Praising God shuts down the enemy and His mess in our mind. Praise and worship is the language of faith. And because praise and worship causes God to show up and help us in our time of need. Won't you 